Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it, as we always do. It's time for Monday Morning Discipleship, our Monday Morning Discipleship, where we like to come on on Monday and give you something to supplement uh, what you may have heard on Sunday morning. And so let's get back to our series. Uh, we've been out in our series, Obedience in Discipleship. And, and this is, let me pull this up here. Um, you all know that I am forgetful when it comes to this this thing here um, in terms of which week uh, we're on obedience and discipleship. This is week five. We're on, we're on week number five. And, 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 you know, I got a lot of things going on. And so sometimes the uh, the episodes kind of slip my mind. I, I know the series, but I don't always know the episode. And so let's get back to this. We've been talking about obedience uh, in discipleship. And one of the things that we were using uh we, we talked a little bit about it in last week. We we're dealing in the book, Are We Still Making Disciples? And uh, we were we were dealing with uh, that Monday morning. Uh, we we're in chapter three. Let me let me go back to the beginning of chapter three here. Um, and we, we dealt with that a little bit last week. Monday morning discipleship, actually. What happens after the shout? And uh, one of the things that we're stressing when we talk about this obedience in discipleship is we're talking about our living. We're talking about, again, as the Bible, as the mandate from Jesus was for us to go out and make disciples. But but what we're stressing in, in this series is how our living matters. Uh, one, one of the best uh, witnesses that we have, one of the best ways that we can witness rather um, to the world to try to draw them to Christ is in our living. And so, again, uh, uh, you can go out and try to make disciples. But one of the best examples that you're going to have is your life. Let me pull, let me uh, mention something else here um, in, in this, in this third chapter. This is not where we're going to park on this week, but I want to talk about a heading that just kind of jumped out at me as I was flipping pages here. I asked the question in the book, do you have a full-time anointing? Do you have a full-time anointing? And it's, it's the, the question was geared to basically, you know, ask us, you know, when are you a disciple? Is it just on Sunday morning? Is it just when people are watching? Are those the only times that you are a disciple or, or is it a full time thing? Now, again, one more time, I, I've been stressing this a lot lately in my teaching so that people understand where I'm coming from, that, that I remind people you're not perfect. I'm not I'm not asking you to be perfect. And that's one of the, the hang ups that people have with church. Um, there, there's there's two sides to it. Either we think we're perfect or they think they're, they think we're perfect. Right. Either we we think we're so holy and we don't do nothing wrong and it turns people off or it turns people off that they think we're perfect. And they're like, well, I can't join you because y'all are perfect and I'm not. I'm messed up. No, we're all messed up. Right. So so the full time anointing on your life does not mean that you're not going to make mistakes. It's not does not mean you're not going to do wrong, uh, both willfully and unintentionally. Right. But the full-time anointing on your life, that call is not a part-time thing. It's not a Sunday thing. It's not a for-show thing. And so that that just jumped out to me. Um, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you all uh, this week uh, from a section in the book called How Loud Is Your Silent Witness? It's still in that third chapter. How Loud Is Your Silent Witness? Now, now I, I don't want to skip ahead because I want to read something um, else before I get there. I know y'all saying he's taking a long time and he's reading a lot of stuff, but, but all of this is in the book. Are we still making disciples? And so th there's a paragraph I want to, I want to read for you all out of that third chapter. As we, as we get ready to, to deal with the silent witness, I wrote this down. I said, the stewardship of our lives outside the church 
must be handled with the utmost care. Whether we believe it or not, God is concerned about where we go with this earthly body, what we do with it, what we put in it, and who we entrust it to. The idea that God only cares about the soul inside of our bodies is false. Every bit of instruction that we receive in the Bible is concerning our lives down here, and thus is concerning our physical selves. When we die, the time for stewardship is over. God is not just an end result God. God is concerned about how we're living right now. So that's a paragraph. It's under the section called The Call of Salt and Light. God is concerned about how we're living right now. So as we talk about obedience and discipleship, God is concerned right now about whether or not we're applying the word of God to our lives, whether we're really living out this Bible. God is concerned about that. Now, why is it important that we make this statement in the book? It's important because, again, this is not just a church thing, but the world has this mentality, too. We're only concerned with end of life things. I just want to make it to heaven. As long as I make it in, only God can judge me. That's a lot of the stuff that we like to say, right? Only God can judge me. So we're often concerned about end of life things. And one of the things that that, that I've mentioned uh, in teaching, you know, uh, especially when I'm dealing with young people, you know, in terms of them only being concerned about end of life things, you know, not really thinking that, you know, death is around every corner. I always have to ask this question of the room. I say, well, well, where's your deathbed? A lot of people think that they'll get it right on their deathbed. I'll just, you know, I'll fix this with God on my deathbed. I have to worry about that right now. And I said, well, where is your deathbed? You you can't assume that you're going to have an accident or something's going to happen. You'll be in the hospital. You'll have moments before you die to talk to God and that'll be it. People, some people die instantly, you know, now again, as I've often said as well to people, as, I, as I've grown, as I've studied this word, I say, we don't know what people are saying to God in their last moments. As much as we like to uh, uh, basically give our opinion, uh, prognosticate, if I think that's the word, <laughs> as much as we like to project, we don't know what people are saying. We don't know what's going on in the last moments of people's lives. So uh, we say things like, this person died instantly. Now, medically, we, we, we make those educated guesses based on what we know medically, what doctors know medically. They say, oh, this person died instantly. And, and sometimes that's a relief to the family that they felt no pain. This happened just instantly. But we really don't know what a, last, what a person's last moments of their life is like. We really don't know what's, what the inner dialogue is. We don't know. There's so much that we don't know, y'all. And no amount of training and schooling is going to give it to us. This is one of the mysteries of God. But I'm saying all that to say, that the idea that we can do whatever we want while we're in this moment, because we got plenty of time, we got plenty of life left. We don't know how much life we got left. Right? So, so it's important y'all as we go back to this paragraph, the stewardship of our lives outside the church must be handled with the utmost care, whether we believe it or not, God is concerned about where we go with this earthly body, what we do with it, what we put in it, and who we entrust it to. God is concerned about your physical life. And again, the idea that we can be disciples of Christ and just live how we want to live, 
We don't have to obey the word of God. And somehow watch this as we get ready to head on over to the silent witness and somehow think that we can go to church on Sunday, live however we live on Monday morning, all the way through Saturday, do whatever we want and think that we make an effective witness. That's not true, y'all. And this isn't judgment. This isn't me picking on anybody. It's just not true that you can be an effective witness when you go to church on Sunday, shout and dance and footwork and all these other things. We talked about all that in this, in this third chapter, when you go to church with all of this stuff, right? And then you come out of the church, like you've never even been in the church. And you think you're making an effective witness because you know a couple of Bible verses and you know some church songs and you fell out at the altar on Sunday? No, no, no. And again, I'm not judging. I'm not picking. I'm just telling you what's real. Some people will follow follow you to church. I, I think I asked this question at some point in this book as well. Can anybody follow you to church on Sunday? Some people will follow you. I want you to hear me, and, and, and I'm not trying to, look, if, if this is you, let, let's talk about it. But it's just not you, that this don't apply to you. But some people follow us to church because they see how we behave outside the church, and they figure, well, the rules are lax at this church. I can go to this church. The church down the street, is, they keep talking to me about living according to the word, but these people, they just do whatever they want to do. That's my kind of church. Some people are following us to church Because we act as if the word don't apply to us. So they say, I can go there. I feel comfortable there. There's no pressure there. Right. And so this witness of our lives, when people see us talking about the word of God, are we obedient to the word of God? One more time before I get to this, how loud is your silent witness? Not perfect. Even the judgmental among us. And I'm not talking about the judgmental of the church. I'm talking about the people who judge the church. Even the people who who jump all down the church's throat anytime that somebody in the church makes a mistake, they know we're not perfect. They understand we're not perfect. They can't wait to remind us that we're not perfect. Right. So so I don't want anybody to get confused when people say, you know, they expect me to be perfect. No, they don't. They don't expect you to be perfect. They know you're not perfect. They just like to stick it to the church. This is just, it it is what it is. So, so, so again, y'all, this is not about you being fleshly perfect. This is about you adhering to the word of God. It's like this. It's, It's like being on a job and you know the rules and every now and then you make a mistake. You don't expect to be fired after making one mistake, especially if it's something unintentional. But you understand correction may come. You got to get yourself together. Right. So so when when we deal with this thing as as Christians, they, they know we're not perfect. And I don't want you to think that I'm calling you to be perfect. I said to you all last week. You can be faithful without being perfect. And that's not an excuse for you to be, uh, uh, you know, to, to live a raggedy life. Right. But you can be faithful to God without being perfect. You're going. And by the way, if you're faithful to God, you're going to be faithful to God without being perfect. You're going to make mistakes. But can you get back in line with the word of God? There's a section here as we as we as I'm going to get to this before we run out of time on today. But we, we'll spend a couple of weeks here. 
um, because there's some things that I want to get to and I'll get to it on next week as it relates to uh, how we present ourselves. And uh, we like to say things, as I mentioned already, only God can judge me. And we forget sometimes that all of this stuff makes up who we are. You can be saved and sin, right? You can be uh, really and truly saved and still be out here messing up on a regular basis on purpose. But, But understand, you can't continue on that way, right? This section says, how loud is your silent witness? Let me read the first paragraph. If there's anything that those of us that desire to be true disciples of Christ need to understand, it is a silent witness of our lives, our actions. We're very good at profession and testimony, but we must become just as good at following up those words with application. The Monday morning struggle is in living out what we're saying amen to on Sunday. That is the struggle, y'all, for every single Christian. I want you to hear me good. I'm going to say it again. That is the struggle, struggle rather, for every single Christian. No one is exempt from that statement that I made. The Monday morning struggle is in living out what we're saying amen to on Sunday. There are no Christians that are exempt from that struggle. Some of us are better than others, but everybody's fighting every day to when you say amen to something. And then when you walk out the church saying, now I got to do it. Every Christian, I don't care who they are, how long they've been at church, what the title is. Reverend Jackson still does wrong. I've shared this with y'all before. I'm not glamorizing. I want you to be clear. I'm not glamorizing it. When I do wrong, it's still wrong. But it's a battle. And again, this is what we got to tell people. This is a battle. How come you still do that? How can you still do that? And you go to church every Sunday because I'm in a battle. It's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. Some things I've been delivered from. Some things I'm still fighting. All of us, all of us, all of us. Don't let anybody tell you different. All of us. And again, this is not... Uh, uh, glamorizing it. This is not making you say, you know what? As soon as Reverend Jackson sets up his church, I'm going because Reverend Jackson, no, no, no. I'm going to tell you what the word says. I'm going to tell you that God ain't pleased with it. I'm going to tell you that God expects you to do better. God expects me to do better. The more I know y'all, the better God expects me to do. I believe I'm doing better than I've been in the past, but I ain't there. But the more I know, the, the, the more certificates I get, the more things I get to hang on my wall so y'all can see them in the background in the video. And by the way, I didn't put them on the wall so you can see them in the video. I put them on the wall because that's what people do with their accomplishments in their offices. I like to look on the wall and see that I've accomplished some things. I'm proud of myself. But the more I get, the further I go into the podcast, the further I go into ministry, radio broadcast, this, that, and the other, the more God expects out of me. And I can tell you, with the surety that I'm better than I used to be, but I'm not what I ought to be. I'm much better than I used to be, but I'm not what I ought to be. I'm going to tell you one more thing with the surety before I read a little bit further here. One more time. Every single Christian has that testimony I just gave you. If you're saved, you're better than you used to be, but you're not what you ought to be. In the sight of God, not the sight of man. Let's be clear. 
this is this is part of our, our issue is as I'm doing this obedience and discipleship series. Part of our issue as Christians sometimes, let me let me tell you this before I read further. Part of our issues as Christians sometimes is that we forget who we're supposed to be pleasing. We forget this. And we're we're we're, we're looking at man instead of looking at God. And if you're looking at God, you recognize that you're not what you're supposed to be. No matter where you are, you recognize that you're not all that you're supposed to be if you're looking at God. And part of our issue sometimes we looking at each other. And so if Reverend Jackson says, listen, you're not what you ought to be in Christ. Who the nerve of him to tell me he don't know me. He don't. No, 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 no. I'm not telling you based on my standard. I'm telling you based on his standard. I'm telling you, how do you know this, Reverend Jackson? Again, my Bible tells me. Romans 3 and 23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. This is how I know, because my Bible told me. Not because I know you, I don't need to know you. The Bible said, if you and if you saved and you believe this Bible like I do, the Bible says that every single one of us falls short. Every single one of us. No one is exempt. And I'm stressing this today so people can feel more comfortable. We're talking about obedience and, and discipleship, so you can understand that all of us have a disobedient trait in us. Now, let me move a little bit further. I'm going to read a little bit more here. Then we're going to get out of here on today. But trust and believe we got plenty of time to deal with this. Again, we, we're in the section. How loud is your silent witness? So again, let me read this next paragraph. There's no truer adage than actions speak louder than words. What we've tried to hammer home in this chapter is the fact that people see more than they hear. We have to ask ourselves, what is my silent witness saying out loud about me? People heard what I said with my lips, but what did, (laughs) thank you, Holy Spirit. What did the sign language of the rest of my life tell them about who I really am? I got to read that again. There's no truer adage than actions speak louder than words. What we've tried to hammer home in this chapter is the fact that people see more than they hear. We have to ask ourselves, what is my silent witness saying out loud about me? People heard what I said with my lips, but what did the sign language of the rest of my life tell them about who I really am? Let me read this last paragraph for today. And then we'll pick it up on next week and I'll share my thoughts on these two paragraphs. If there's anything that trips us up on Monday morning and beyond, it's a misunderstanding about grace. When we're weak in our faith and our understanding of God's grace, we tend to try to take advantage of our salvation. So I'm going to talk to you all a lot about that on next week as we talk about grace uh, we may even pull some stuff from uh, uh, my book, An Act of Grace. But let, let me deal with this first paragraph, and then we'll be out of here. Actions speak louder than words. What is my silent witness saying about me? And I said, the silent witness is your actions. Now, I know, again, we talked about actions speak louder than words. But when we think about actions, you don't need to hear anybody say anything to see what they're doing. That's why I called it the silent witness. And I said, the sign language of my life. What am I doing? People heard what I said. What am I doing in my life? They heard what I said. What am I doing? So, so I'll give you this example. Then we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll end it here. 
when I, when I said to you earlier that Reverend Jackson still messes up, I still make mistakes. I'm not perfect. I said that to you earlier. But do you see Reverend Jackson trying? That's what you have to ask yourself. Do I see this man trying? Do I see him trying to do right every day? May not always get it right, but do I see the effort? And I'm a firm believer, y'all, that people can handle your effort. They can't handle your, your being a hypocrite. They can't handle you purposely going against, you know, they can't handle, they can handle you trying. They can see you trying to get better. They can handle that. And watch this, y'all. They can even handle some of your flaws. They can handle it if certain things take you longer to stop doing than others. Because one more time, everybody's got that testimony where we try to stop doing something, but it's taking a little longer than we want to. I'm trying to overcome this. Can't quite. And, I, and I've said this before, everybody dies working on something. Again, that's not a reason for you to give up trying, but everybody dies working on something. When you die, you're going to be working on something. You're going to be working on trying to not do something or trying to do something better. So at the end of the day, y'all, people can handle it if you're trying. But if they hear you constantly hammering the word of God, hammering other people, about not living according to the word of God, and then you purposely getting up on Monday morning and living a completely different lifestyle than what you're putting forward. If you can't be obedient to the call of discipleship, then why would we follow you or your God? I think I mentioned that once in this book. I said, people are looking at us and they're saying, if this God that you serve and can't fix you, <laughs> if he can't make you better, and again, I'm, I'm going to stress it one last time. People understand that you're not perfect. But they can handle your imperfections when they see you're trying. When they see you trying to be a good person. When they see you trying to follow what you what you believe in, they can handle your imperfections. I'm a witness to that, y'all. I know that there are people that I'm like, I can handle it because I know you're trying. I know there are people who have given me a certain amount of grace in life because they say, I can see you trying to do better, Kelly. You don't always get it right, but I can see it. So, so I, I'm, I'm not going to be too hard on you when you mess up. I can see you trying to be obedient to the word of God. But when they see you ain't even trying. When they see you don't even seem like you really believe in what you say when that sign language of your life, when they're saying like, listen, I, I heard what you said, but I'm watching you say this again. Like even people who, and, and I'm not being insensitive. Y'all, y'all please understand me. Even people who can't hear can look and see people's actions and say, listen, I don't need to hear what you're saying. I can see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And again, y'all, there's no greater indication of who we are than what we do. Not what we say. Not what we say. The greatest indication of who we are is what we do. We talk about that in my book, Where's My Change? Where I talk about, they, they stress the fact that we are what we repeatedly do. We talk about a difference between a moment and a happening and, and you know, that kind of thing. So, so anyway, we're going to pick this up on next week. That's all the time that we got. I went a little bit over today. That's all the time that we got, but we'll come back to this on next week. How loud is your silent witness as we deal with obedience and discipleship? So I hope that you all uh, are being blessed by what we're sharing. I'm out of this book. 
Um, are we still making disciples? I'll tell you how to get it in just a second. But if you'd like to keep up with us uh, at the ministry side, the best way to do that is check us out on our ministry's website, ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. One more time, www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, particularly this book that we're dealing with, are we still making disciples pushing the church beyond membership and Sunday morning worship? That book is available along with 13 others. Um, that book is available at our publishing website, that website, www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast, wherever you listen to us, uh, whether you're on iTunes, Spotify, we are now on Pandora, uh, whether you're on iHeartRadio or any other place that you listen to podcasts, if you search us out, you'll probably find us. So uh, we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. And we believe that you'll be blessed by it and we will definitely appreciate it. And again, don't forget to share this. If this podcast is blessing you, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody. We could use all the support that we could get. That's all the time that we've got for Monday morning discipleship, obedience and discipleship. Um, and we hope that you're being blessed by the series. So, again, that's all the time that we have. We thank you for checking us out on this Monday morning. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.